Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. chapter 14. Amen. John chapter 14. Anybody excited about the word? Amen. Don't forget the version live event taking place right now. If you'll click on more than events, you'll see the event taking place. And then I had someone come up to me after first service and said, your passage, your text today is the verse of the day. On your version, I'm like, Psh, come on, man. We just like this. We just, I mean, all up in the same one mind, one accord with you version. Amen. Come on, somebody. They called me and asked me what I was preaching on, in case y'all wondering. I'm kidding, of course. Okay, but John chapter 14, that was funny. John chapter 14, ringing just a little bit here, but if you, uh, Carl, just, uh, or somebody. John 14, verse 1. When you've got it, say Amen. Let's do this. Let's read it. He says this. This is red letter. This is Jesus speaking. If you do not have red letter version, this is the words of Jesus. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas spoke up and said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? In verse 6, Jesus said to him, and he's saying to us today, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Aren't you thankful that Jesus made a way? Amen. Amen. Let's talk to Daddy one more time. God, thank you for bringing us in this room. Thank you for gathering us around the world, wherever it may be today, God, to gather and worship you for your good. And we thank you, Lord, for making a way for us, God. And thank you for being that way in our life. And we give you praise for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 It's daylight savings time. Come on, man. Amen. And I don't know about you. I love daylight savings time. That is, my body stays on it. I got, I've seen some hands raised in the house. Amen. It, my body just stays there. And so I can't wait for it to go back. And I love it. Now, at 9 a.m., um, you know, still made it in here. You still made it at 11. But did, did anybody sleep extra this morning because you come to the laser. I mean, that's just, that's the freedom and the blessing some hands raised. That's just a, you know, luxury that you get for getting to come at 11. Well, I love it, man. And I, I love being able to just, again, uh, have a little extra daylight in the evenings, amen, to do valuable things like go fishing or whatever it may be. But uh, again, make the best of that. But again, I just love this time of year. So uh, again, glad you made it up, made it here. If we see some folks come in at 12, we'll know they missed it and uh, didn't quite get that right. But um, I'm glad you're here. We're in a series right now. If you have not been with us, uh, we're in a series right now called His Name Is. 
And what we have been doing is this. We have been going through the Bible and looking at the names of Jesus, the learning about some of the attributes and the nature and the character of God and, and who he is. And so we've been learning some incredible things, man, just straight from the Bible. Amen. So I encourage you to go back and listen to any of those messages if you missed that. But today I want to look at and zero in on something that Jesus says about himself. And so again, he says that he is the way. Amen? He is the way. Now, we're going to find out in a moment what that word means, and I think it's maybe hopefully bigger than even what we see and how valuable it is. But have you ever seen or heard one of the stories out there about like maybe a cat or a dog who has lost their way and have this miraculous return back home? You know, there's probably more dogs than cats because cats are not of the Lord. Um <laughs> I apologize. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. If I offended you, I repent. I repent. Thank you. I, I, see, some, I see some hands. But, uh, but there, is a, there is a cool story of, of Bobby the Wonder Dog. And I don't know if you've heard about Bobby or not, man. Bobby the Wonder Dog, this was set back in like 1920 when this took place. Actually, I believe it came, became a book, even possibly I think a movie as well. But the, there was a family called the Brazier family, a husband and wife, two daughters. And they had traveled from their hometown in Silverton, Oregon, and went to Walcott, Indiana to visit family. Now, this was 2,551 miles away. And so while they're there visiting their family, three dogs come over and, and jump on Bobby. Bobby didn't have no backup. Bobby was all alone. And, and so these three dogs begin to hurt him and just whatever, they begin to run him off. And he took off and he ran away, fear, I'm sure, for his life. The family tried to get him, but they were unable to get him. And so they do this. They search for him. The story says like for hours, possibly days, and look for him over and over. But they knew this. He lost his way. He was in an area now that he was unfamiliar with. He was in a town that he wasn't used to. And now he finds himself out lost in, in another direction. And so now they even possibly wondered, like, even is he still alive? Now, story goes like this, that the family finally leaves the visit there that they were having there with their relatives. They travel back to Silverton, Oregon. And while they're there, they go back to life. The daughters are missing Bobby and, uh, and, and, and missing that time with him. And the story says that six months later, Bobby comes walking in the yard. Sweet. Come on. Go, Bob. Amen. Six months later. Now, get this a, a different time frame, different world, but they began to do this. When the news got out that he had, he had come home, they said he looked so like he had traveled 2,500 miles himself, had been through all these things. They began to put the story together. And they begin to become stories about people who had saw him in this town at this time frame. They saw him in this area at this time frame. Homeless people who said he would stay with them during this time for a while. Someone took him in while he was wounded and hurt. It was wild because this guy, this dog, was on a big journey. Now, that word's going to mean something in a second because he had lost his way. But on this journey, he found his way home. Now, Jesus says this, Jesus himself spoke the words that I am the way. Yes, sir. Now, I want to do something this morning. I want to share with you two things 
that God has put on my heart. And, uh, and, and the Lord knew this. And this is how good God is. He, he knew you were operating on hour less sleep. And he's like, man, he said, they can't handle three this morning. They're not ready. And so they, they, he was like, just give them two. And a matter of fact, I'm going to do this. We're going to hang out in the first one, the number one thing for quite a while. And then we're just going to declare number two over this house and then let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do. Is that good with you? Amen. Amen. Can we do that? Amen. I'm down with that. So the first thing is this. Number one thing I want us to learn from this is what Jesus says simply about himself. Jesus said that he is the way. So number one this morning is Jesus is the way. He's the way. Now think about in this time frame, this is when they were celebrating the Passover meal. So the Passover meal is getting ready to happen. They are gathered now in this time as they remember the Passover. I don't know if you really understand how valuable and how, how, how important this was to this group of people. They celebrated the time where the death angel had passed over because of the blood that had been applied to the doorpost. It passed over all those who were the firstborn, and they kept living while death came to the unbelief, to the Egyptian body, to, to those who had now had been persecuting the, the children of Israel, and, they, and the enemy had now come in, and the death angel had passed over Because of the blood was applied. Now, it's important because Jesus is getting up in the midst of this and making a statement. Because they understood some things. They understood why this was so important. They, they knew why they took time to do this. Why once a year they would gather together to celebrate the blood of the Lamb being put over, the death angel passing over them. And for over a thousand years now, they had done this. And now Jesus is getting up and he's making a statement and he's making a claim that I am the way. Now, he does this after what Jesus does, just, just sets the picture for us, is a model for us. He does this after he, first of all, takes the towel and girds himself. If you look in chapter 13, you will see where Jesus takes the towel, wraps it around himself. He gets down and he washes the disciples' feet. Now, Peter puts his clean foot in his mouth because he is, now has a clean foot because Jesus washed him. He does what he does. He puts that clean foot in his mouth. like, no, no, Jesus, I want to wash your feet. You can't do this for me. And then Jesus makes this statement, I have to make you clean. Picture. But wait a minute, that's not how it's been done in the past. We're just celebrating a Passover meal. We're celebrating another lamb being slain. But again, there was something being set in motion. Now, he gets up in the midst of all this after Peter denies him and says that he won't never do that. And after he's saying this, he gets up and said, yeah, you're going to deny me three times or whatever. Knowing all of these things, Jesus gets up and now he makes this statement. And he's probably like 48 hours or less from getting on a cross, dying in our place taking our sin and our shame upon himself and now becoming the Passover lamb. Now he gets up and he makes a statement and he, 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 he's encouraging them, which is just wild to me, knowing about what he's about to go through. He encourages them and then he makes this claim that you know the way. Now what I like is this. I like that Thomas spoke up. Now Thomas gets labeled the doubter 
Doubting Thomas, you, it's hard to even say his name without putting doubting in front of it, amen? It's just like that's how he's known. And aren't you thankful this morning that you're not known by your worst mistake? Come on, you're not, you're not known by that one time and maybe you missed it or maybe who you used to be. That's not who you're known by. And if you are this morning, if that's how you see yourself, he wants to give you a new name, amen? He wants to give you a real name and he wants to take that and remove that and just call you who he's made you to be. Amen, that's just a side note. And you ask for free, you can have that. But, but I love this. this. This honest Thomas spoke up. I think that's very cool because we see something in Jesus that he doesn't reject him or push him away because he's honest. You know, that's something, that's something that we need to remember that, man, when we come into the presence of God, we need to be honest. We need to be real because the other guys were sitting there. And, and, and from the story, what we have to take away from this is that Thomas is the only one that spoke up. So it's like us coming in here on Sunday morning, man, the spirit of God moving, something going on in our life. And if there's something happening, we just cover it up and maybe we give a clap or maybe we give a hand raise or maybe we say amen instead of being honest. Instead of just being real. And it's, it's, it's a time where we gather together and we can be honest. If there, we can't be honest here. We can't be honest anywhere. Amen. But this is a place we can be real. And I love it. Thomas was just honest. And so I love that Jesus speaks to him. And Jesus says these words. He makes this declaration that I am the way. Yes. Now people struggle with that statement then. And they struggle with that statement today. They still struggle with nothing has changed. People still have it because that's probably one of the most important statements that Jesus has ever made that he declares that he is the way. Now listen to what this word means. And this is a word that you'll see and you're going to hear in several verses in this message today, the word way. But listen to what it means. The word way means simple this. It's a traveled way, a road, or a journey. All right? It's a traveled road, a way, or a journey. It does not say that the way is a mindset. Hmm. The way is not a way of thinking. It's not just something. So this is, is a statement here that Jesus is saying this. He's saying that I am the journey. Remember, they were on this journey for 40 years. They, have been, they are now celebrating it, coming out of that. They're having a Passover celebration because the people of their, their kinfolk before them have been on a journey. So let's go hit somebody for the first time today. And Jesus steps up and he says this, I'm the journey. I'm the, I'm the way. But somewhere along the way, we've, we've done this somehow. And it's like our mindset has shifted from what Jesus speaks here. Jesus is getting up and telling these guys that I'm the road. I'm the journey. I'm the way down that you're going to, it's going to affect what you do. It's going to affect your life. Because for three years now, they have been following him. He didn't say to them, I want you now to drop your nets, follow me three years earlier. And they put their nets aside and just closed their eyes. And he walks on and looks back. And they're saying, I'm following you in my mind, Jesus. What? I'm... uh, this is, going, this, is, this is tough, but I, I, we've somehow lessened following Jesus to a thought life. Come on. 
Now, it is a thought of love. We renew our mind and we set our minds on him and we put it on him and we renew it. And it is a, a big, vital part of what happens and what we say and think and declare. It affects what we see on the earth and that is incredible. But this is what Jesus is saying. I'm a journey. I'm a road that you follow. I'm a journey now that you go with. And so for three years, these guys have been following Jesus. For three years, they have been following him every step of the way. And so this is not what he said. He didn't say, I am the prey. I mean, his prayer is incredible. We've watched God, and we, I cannot even just begin to even start telling you all the things that we've seen God do through prayer in this church. Amen. It's why we will always have prayer at the end of our altars services. It would be a time where we'll always pray anytime God calls it because it is just so important. But Jesus did not say that Christianity is to say a prayer. I'm going to mess with some of us, but it's true. I believe it can begin with that. And I believe we have opportunity when invitations are given to have an introduction that begins with a prayer that we say yes to Jesus, but we are not to get up and leave that altar and say, well, in my mind, God, I'm going to follow you. No, it is a lifestyle now that affects and we live out every day. And so we do this. We don't follow Jesus and the Christian walk is not in our mind, but it's actually with our feet. It's what we walk out. It's how we live our life. And this is a truth that we see him tell to the disciples. I am now the way. Now, what if we did this when it came to, like, exercise? I'm exercising in my mind. I mean, you at work tomorrow morning, Monday morning, amen? And you in there, man, I'm like, man, why aren't you working? I'm exercising. Just ran three miles, bro. Feels good. Somebody is probably the best way to exercise sometime, amen? But you like, come on, man, hold on, hold on. I got, I got to get a couple more push-ups in. Go, 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 go. It makes no sense. You still look the same. You haven't changed. You still look the same. No, nah, bro, I just did like three more extra sets today, bro. I went all in. I was It was hard, dude. I was going in, man, extra 10 more reps. Reps is like something that you do in an exercise routine. Some of, I just gave you, what's a rep? It's something you do in exercise. So I, so I did 10 more push-ups. I did 10 more curls in my mind. This is not what Christianity looks like. This is not what a relationship. And when Jesus said this, he said, I am the way. He didn't say, just think about it. He said, follow me. And so now Jesus is calling us into a lifestyle following him because now he is setting this thing in motion because they knew that the Passover lamb would be slain. Now he tells us and he shows them, now I'm it. I'm the way. I'm the one who's going to share my blood, not on a doorpost, but on a cross for you. I'm the one who's going to give my life. I am the only way. It is through me. Nobody else gets to the Father unless they go through the Son. And so Jesus is setting this thing in motion. Now, Hebrews 9, he shows, and I love Hebrews, man. Read this book, man. Study it out. We've done it on Wednesday before. So good. He says in verse 6, he says, Now, when these things have been thus prepared... This is talking about when they would go into that tabernacle, when they would go into the presence of God, it said the priest always went into the first place of the tabernacle performing services. But into the second part, the high priest went alone once a year and not without blood. 
which he offered for himself and for the people's sins committed in ignorance. Now, the Holy Spirit indicating this, that the way, the journey, the way we get in into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while the first tabernacle was still standing. Jump in verse chapter 10, verse 19, he says this, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and a living way which he consecrated for us through the veil, and that is his flesh. This is what we see Jesus now, who for now, for years, they had gone in behind the veil into the holy place, and Jesus, through his flesh and through what he did for us, made a way for us. Jesus is saying, I'm it. I'm the one. And so when he said, you know the way, you know what this looks like, and now it's through me, he was letting this thing be put in place, and he's showing them, and it's throughout Scripture where you see this word, and it's wild, and he's saying that we don't get to choose what it looks like. So we see things in Scripture. Matthew 7, you will see Jesus speaking. Again, red letter, him talking to his disciples, and he says in verse 13, he says, enter by the narrow gate. For wide is his gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way. Better translation is narrow. It's a narrow way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. He's saying this. Only one. Sadly, we're seeing things in our world today. Again, I've talked about how, again, the gospel gets added to so many ways and things get put with it and the gospel alone is enough. But you'll see things like, again, prosperity gospel or poverty gospel. Now there is the gospel of inclusion. And the gospel of inclusion now is, a, is something, is a, again, a mindset, because that's all it can be, is, is to where now in this understanding, in this mindset, it says that the gospel now is inclusive and everybody come. And I'm like, man, they got that, right, that part right. But they go on to add this. They say everybody come, but everybody just stay however you choose to stay. Gospel is not exclusive. It's inclusive. And I'm like, Amen. He said, anyone who will, all who call upon the name of the Lord, whoever seeks him will find him. But he does not say, once you get here, you stay the same way. And you would see Jesus going after people, hanging out with people that others would avoid. But in those moments and in those times when Jesus would go hang with them, he was telling them, follow me, do it different. Calling them out of one way into another way, bringing them into a new life. And so this is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, now I am the way. So we do it his way. So we don't choose. We don't get to pick and choose. Well, in my heart, I feel like this is okay. Listen, what does the way say? What does he say about it? What does he tell us? And then he goes on, and I know this is tough to hear, but he goes on in the very next verse, we see it. In Matthew 7, verse 15. And these verses don't get put together so many times, and it's sad. But we just read where he talked about what it looks like and how we get there. And then he gets up and he says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Jesus said it this way. He said, I am the only way. 
Proverbs, 24, Proverbs 14, 12 says it like this. It says that there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Message Bible in that same verse is strong and is heavy, and he says it like this. He says, there is a way of life that looks harmless enough. Look again. It leads straight to hell. Wow. I know that's heavy. I know it's hard and I know that's tough, but that's what the word of God says. There's only one. A.W. Tozer said it like this, and he said, Jesus is not one of many ways to approach God, nor is he the best of several ways. He is the only way. And I, I've, I've heard it, man. I, I've, I've, some of you know that I'm like love debates and I love to sit and I just love to hear. And man, I, I just, man, my mind just, it's just how it gets challenged and stretched in, in those conversations and those things happen. The mindset today is like, man, all of these many ways lead to God. It's a lie from hell. There's so many journeys, and you just sit floor, you work it out, and you find it out, and you see what it looks like. No, he said it this way. There is one road leads to heaven, and I'm it. What? I don't know. I, 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 people who struggle with that thought are missing the big picture. Instead of looking at something like that and saying, like, in that situation, like, well, man, is that really fair that he made it like that? Is, he, is it really fair that he made it to where there's only one way to get to God? Is it really fair that he did it and he made one way? And I think we look at it so wrong when we miss it and we don't understand how valuable it truly is that Jesus actually made a way for us. Because he did not have to. But that's his reckless love. That's how much he cares for us is that he made a way. And this is what God does. And the second point is this. And this is what we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to just release in this room. Not only is Jesus the way, Jesus is the way maker. And I want you to do this if you would. I want you to stand with me to your feet, please. And as the worship team comes, I want to ask you to just do something right now. To just... Just raise your mind from anything else going on around you. If you're watching a live stream and you're able to do this right now, to just stop and to pause and just, just take a moment to simply do this. Just close your eyes and just for a moment, just reflect on this message today. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to us there? What, what, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to us in this room? Because in this series, we've learned that God is love and he loves he is peace and he brings peace. And this is how this flows for us today. Not only he is he the way, he is the way maker who makes things and he turns situations around. And it was on that journey that those children of Israel were on while they were out there following this cloud, this fire. And as they were going on this journey, they saw God show up and make ways where there seemed to be none. I mean, there were moments when they were at the edge of an entire sea and they could not get to the other side. And the way maker comes and opens up and prepares a way. Who makes a way where there always seems to be none. For some this morning, you're like, man, I'm in a situation. I don't know the way out. Jesus is the way. 
For some of you are like, man, I don't know what, what it's going to take. What do I need to do? Get on this journey. Step onto this road and follow Jesus. Not in your mind, but with your life. And when you say, God, I give you everything. I follow you. And this is what God does. He'll split the sea again if he needs to. He'll do whatever he has to do today. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org. Thank you.